So we're having a dinner party. Your husband, David's pot pie is pretty good. V. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I would have went a little bit more homemade, but, you know, to each his own. Yeah. You know, pre-made pie crust. And Frank likes it. Frozen vegetables. I like shoving his pie in my face. <laughs> That's nothing new for either one of you. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I would have done that a little bit differently. So how do you like our uh, recording studio here? Um, to quote regular car reviews, it's so fun. <laughs> what is regular car reviews? What? Oh, my God. I have no Don't idea. Don't get them started. What... Don't get them started. Oh, my I'm God. I'm about get to go down a rabbit hole. It's the best channel on YouTube right now. Are they actually or, uh, reviewing cars? In his own special way, yes. Oh. Yes. I could be into that. Probably not. So, my, um, my fancy dinner party over here consists of carrot cake Oreos and a Pop-Tart and... Pop-Pop! pop Well, I've got beer. So, we're all even. There you go. <laughs> I also got beer, too. An orange drink. Cheers. Cheers. Clean. So, on today's podcast, we're wrapping up Toy Box Killer, right? Yes. Are yes. we going into a fourth episode? No, I think I can wrap everything up nice and neatly. But, you know, go out there and do your own research and, and check out the FBI's website and uh, look at that shit. See if maybe you were assaulted in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and you don't remember it. I think I might have been. You've been through that area? Fuck no. Oh. Maybe on an acid trip. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the best place to do an acid trip, truth be told. Ask Betty B about her trip through Texas. Were you on an acid trip? No, I almost got taken in by ice. Oh, ice. Yeah, that's right. At the border? Like yeah. near the border? Yeah. He didn't believe in my driver's license was real. And he shined light. And he also didn't believe my southern accent was real. Did you say I'm from Alabama, motherfucker? Bitches! We eat pigs like you for breakfast. It's called bacon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love law enforcement. <laughs> I like bacon. So where were we when we last left? is having a few of her friends to her home for a birthday party. She has been to any number of little parties like this, but this is the first time she has given a party all by herself. <laughs> Fucking yes, babe! Cause we stay late! Out of wide awake! Oh yeah, speak, and speaking of leaving, I, I gotta go. Bye! Okay, bye! Bye, Frank! Have bye. a good night! We'll see you later! <laughs> So, I am Betty V, and I'm Betty B, and she is having a fucking dinner party. I sure am, <laughs> with this pot pie, 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 and my carrot cake Oreos, and my Pop-Tart, <laughs> my orange drink, and my Mickey Ultras. Dinner of champions. I mean, I can't say it's better than my dinner, which is beer, but I had the pot pie earlier. You're going to have the pot pie at 3 a.m. Uh, that's quite possible. I do, uh, this do crust that is delicious. quite frequently. That it's is fluffy. No. All right. We're going to do a taste test tomorrow and you're going to tell me which is better because okay. I'm like, you did not use celery. You didn't use onion. You didn't mix it all together. There's no, uh, time, the seasoning. 
And and, and my buttery back time. Here I can find a way here. I would bake my pie pie crusty. And you'd say, I'm gonna rape you, girl. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't want to make pie pie. <laughs> So I was trying to uh, lead us into the the um, the recap of the last one. So okay. basically, um, this is about David Parker Ray, um, his accomplices, and um, the victims' numbers of victims that may not even know that they were sexually assaulted because they were drugged, they were brainwashed. He knew what the fuck he was doing. He had this weird-ass trailer, and I'll go into that a little bit later, what was in that trailer that he called the toy box. Um, And uh, the main thing, I've been saying this throughout the whole podcast, like, just remember the victims. Just remember the people that they don't even know might be in the bottom of that lake or the people that might be in the desert. You know, he had access to all that land. He worked for the state parks. He lived near the state parks. So, you know, Elephant Butte was like, what, what'd I say? 40,000, 40,000 acres. <laughs> Are you having your own dinner party over there? I by? am. I'm listening <laughs> to what you're saying and trying to mask my chewing. <laughs> That's not me. I'm talking right now. I'm talking. That is you. Oh, that's good. You sound like you're sucking a dick over here. <laughs> it does. Yes, you said it was about 40,000 acres of elephant butt. Elephant butte. Do not get it mixed up. Um, which is near Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. So and they're part of the New Mexico State Parks? Yes, yes. Um, so is it a national state park? I don't know. And I think, I feel like it is. So he worked for the park services. He's a pretty trustworthy guy, you know, which is how he got some of his victims um, to believe what he told them. Um, it, it's just, it's but nuts. motherfucker look creepy as fuck. No, nah, he's creepy, greasy, dirty, red hair, just really gross mustache. But a lot and of And they should have known, gingers don't have fucking souls. This one did not. But neither did the people that were helping him. Were they and gingers? No, they were just horrible fucking white trash that were stupid. Um, so, again and again, I keep talking about the uh, survivors in these stories, the heroes in these stories. Cynthia V. Hill was one of them who managed to escape. She got the ball rolling, um, you know, told the cops. The cops brought them in. They start searching shit. Um, then comes in another victim because she sees it on the news that, like, oh, that shit that happened to me that I didn't tell anybody about, and then I scooted out of the area, um, I should probably tell the cops that this also happened to me. Um, and then we get into the next victim, uh, which I did not go over. Um, the investigation has started. These motherfuckers are ratting each other out left and right. I mean, left and right. Even another dude comes into play, and then his daughter, Jessie Ray, comes into play. Um, so this is how they found out about another victim. Back in 1997... Marie Parker was uh, reported missing by her mother. She was 22. Marie had been living in a tent at Elephant Butte State Park, 
and the police are looking for her car. They're looking for her, and they're talking to people. And Do we know why she was living in the tent? That might be completely irrelevant, but... It, it may be, but, you know, it seems like he targeted people that were maybe not doing the best, you know, and also that area of... Um, New Mexico had a lot of drifters, it had a lot of prostitution, it had a lot of drug use, and that seems to be kind of a regular theme in what was happening. You know, sex parties, drug use, and kidnapping, brainwashing, torturing, drug use, and these people were easy target. And when I say people, I mean it like women, but I also, if you listen to the transcript, he says the kind of people that he takes, and they're also young teenagers they're young females um so you know he's he's got the spectrum of victims but again we don't have any bodies so and this is one of those sad stories so anyway the cops are talking to people she was last seen at the blue water saloon one of those fucking dive bars in that area that is filled I do love with a dive bar i love a dive bar too but i don't feel like i would love a dive bar in this area. This is one of these areas like... These I would like to state that I believe the bartender had to be, had to be involved in this. Yeah, again, the, it seems to be one of their main pickup spots, you know, getting a girl drunk, slipping her some drugs, and, oh, girl, you fucked up. Let me take you home. You know, because, like, Jesse Ray was known to towns. do that. Yeah, yeah. Me and you both grew up in small towns. Yeah. And small town gossip ain't no fucking joke. Yeah. My mama knew what I was doing before I knew what I was doing. But this is a different kind of small town. This small town is people that don't snitch on each other. This but is like drifters is, and ex-cons and prostitutes. But and, somebody, like the bartender, probably yeah. picked up yeah. what they were putting down. And then I say he, the bartender was eventually involved. Who, who the fuck knows? Because I saw a web website that... Talked about a state trooper that might have been involved. So, and again, you've got all this money. You've got this huge, or not huge, but this elaborate trailer. And he talks about all these friends and these sex parties. And and again, I drew some, you know, some strange parallels to the, the Epstein case and uh, sex trafficking and the money that David Ray had in his house and how much money he was able to spend on this trailer and yada, yada, yada. So, um Anyway, Marie Parker, turns out, is actually, she was seen at the Blue Ra- the Blue Water Saloon with Jesse Ray and... Their daughter. Yeah, Jesse Ray, David Ray's daughter. And she's also seen with her, Marie's ex-boyfriend, um, Roy Yancey. So Marie, this, the victim. Yes, Marie Parker. Um, so, anyway, this brings in one, not one, but two... Fucking willing, willing accomplices. So oh, is yeah. Marie's boyfriend from Truth or Consequences? Uh, I, I, I feel like he was, like he was a troubled kid. That So maybe that's how she ended up down there and stayed. Yeah, least. I don't know if he, I don't know if they came together. I think he lived in the area because I thought I heard one, one source say that he was... Um, they shut down Halloween because of him and a, a group of his friends or his and his brother or some shit like that, like, because they were going around and vandalizing shit. Mm. Like, you got Halloween canceled because you're a fucking dick. So, anyway, you know, that's Jesse Ray and Roy fucking Yancey. Yancey was also Sandy Hindy's boyfriend 
at one time. It's a small, it's a small fucking town. Uh-huh. Dicks and pussies are intermingling and sex parties and drugs. And I mean, it's just, it's horrible. Six degrees of absolutely it's no like separation. It's like three degrees in this motherfucking place. So Jesse Ray and Yancey take her to the toy box. This does, as far as I can tell, it doesn't really involve David Ray so much, which makes them more accomplices, more guilty. And it really makes me sad when I tell you about the things, the the sentencing that that they had. Um, so anyway, they they raped and tortured her for three days. Mm-hmm. And I'll go into what was in the toy box and how. They were raped and tortured. I'm not going to go into that yet, but I, I know you're getting the idea. The dildos, mm-hmm. the you know spiky shit, the Bernie shit, the mm-hmm. whip shit, the you know electrode shit, all that shit. <laughs> um, so anyway, they basically David Ray and Jesse Ray told him Yancey that if you don't kill her, we're going to kill you, and so he strangles her with a rope. He strangles her, and then he and David Ray go and, I guess, dispose of her body somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of this, you got to remember, all this is coming out because there's an investigation right now. Mm-hmm. Remember that. So, so, so how did this one exactly come forward? Is it through maybe testimony that will... And no, it's it's through them ratting each other out. Okay. By the way, Cindy Hendy's spilling all kinds of fucking beans. And okay. so that involves Yancey as well. That also involves Jesse Ray. That involves other people that who knows who the fuck Cindy Hendy knows. Cindy Hendy, if you're out there, call me. I mean, don't call me. I hate you. <laughs> but uh, we'd love to see what the fuck your thought process is at this point in life. <laughs> So, anyway, he strangled her, disposed of the body, and, and like I said, it's an ongoing investigation. So, they can't find the body. They have no idea where the body is. David Ray has apparently moved the body because Yancey's like, this is where we put it. This is where I helped them dispose of that shit. Yeah, he probably moved the body after a little while. So, then if anybody ever ratted him out... The body couldn't be found. So, Bingo. I mean, he's got 40,000 acres to choose from. Yes, so. exactly. And truth be told, he could have moved it, you know, like... Three feet over. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you're just not going to know. And plus, the desert just bakes bodies. My thing is also, like, uh, I can barely remember where I put my keys um, how are you going to remember where you bury a body? I feel like I'd be able to remember that kind of in shit. In the desert? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I buried it beside the cactus that faces north. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like that's something you can't forget. And I guess I nature takes hold and things are different. And maybe you misremember where you hid the body. Who knows? Thanks to that cave opening that's not there anymore because erosion. Well, and also, that is a thing. There are caves all in that area. There's creeks. There's the lake. There's the 40,000 acres. There's the desert. There's the woods. So, it's all this shit where you can hide a fucking body. So, still, at this point, there's the investigation. um, But they have no remains of anybody. Of anybody. And we'll get into more of a count at the end of it when I talk to you about the um, notches and the dates and the video and shit like that. So, um, good because I just cleared my whiteboard so I can take notes. Take notes. Okay, good. You're gonna need to. Um, (laughs) so anyway, uh, since there's no body, nobody's being tried for murder here. 
you know, that they're doing this investigation. Nobody, no evidence. They, exactly. They have all this other evidence, but, you know, even with the victims later on that come forward, they have no proof of saying whether that was there before that victim got there or not, whether that was done after, you know, and this victim is lying because fucking juries have a hard time believing victims. Don't know why that is. Well, I mean... Not proper education within the it community. It sucks. It makes me so mad. If the community gave proper education. That's true. That's very, very. To their jurors. Fucking true. It, it could is, be a game changer. It, it takes so much evidence and so much from the DA to push that kind of shit through and, and make an actual case happen against sexual assault. And then you get 12 people that just, oh, I just, I hate to ruin that man's life by putting him away for so long just because she said this. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, people? So do your job. Do your due diligence as a fucking juror. You know, and believe victims is bullshit. That it takes so much shit to get through to an actual trial, and then all your bullshit is put on display for everybody to see. Nobody wants their family to know about how they were sexually assaulted. Nobody wants to go to trial. It sucks to go but to trial. But it falls on the resources within the community to educate the community. Again, it does. So, and it, and again, that kind of goes back into this case that you know. Um, all of it, all, to me, all of it's fucking sad. It's sad as shit, you know. They don't have a body. They don't, They can't try these assholes for murder. They have the, the, you know, the evidence, like I say, but they can't really, you know, say exactly when it, this happened. Or they can, but it's, it's more of a, you know, how can we... As, as a jury, believe that, okay, this lady comes forward, you know, and says all this shit. Hypothetically, this happened to this lady. Yes, hypothetically. So, now we got David Ray's friends basically rolling on him left and right, left and right, you know. Um, and again, they have no bodies. So, the investigation is still ongoing. They're processing the evidence, watching the tape, looking at the pictures, all that good stuff. Because there's pictures, there's tapes, there's audio, there's all this other shit. Um, and then... When they're watching the video, they see a distinctive tattoo on one of the victims. And which is all kind of strange to me. Like, if you have these videos, like, how many people are on these videos? And how come only one of the victims is featured on the news? If you've got all these other women that they say is on the videos, like, are their their faces, like, contorted in pain so you can't post that on the news or you can't identify them or maybe they're fucking bloody and beaten or well i mean you know some countries actually have laws that protect victims from being exposed into media yeah and unlike this country except for (laughs) i will say with the stanford case they did an excellent job keeping her anonymity yeah and that's very important. That's very important. But this is also the late 90s, and they decide to show a tattoo. Apparently, a very distinctive tattoo. Well, when they show this tattoo, this lady sees the news and goes, holy shit, that's my ex-daughter-in-law. And <laughs> this is such a fucked up story. It makes me, It makes me so sad. But the fact that this girl doesn't even know that this tattoo of her is out there, doesn't even remember what happened to her. Her ex-mother-in-law calls in and says, hey, that's my my daughter-in-law, or ex-daughter-in-law, who now lives in, um, shit, like, Colorado or something at that point. I don't even remember where mm. she lived. 
I think I, I might have peeked in on this. Okay. Okay. It's sad. It's very sad. So anyway, the FBI contacts this survivor. Her name is Kelly Garrett. Um, she is also another huge hero in this story because the shit that these ladies went through to get to this point and the, the life that she's endured to get to this point is just sheer will and determination of these victims to overcome. Because her mother-in-law wasn't so nice to her. <clears throat> no, 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 no. So going back to the mother-in-law, Kelly had just gotten married only days before she was taken in 1996. So this is before. This mm-hmm. is 96. All of this shit's going down with Cynthia and um, the other victim, Marie Three Parker and Angelica Montano. Yeah. So this is back in 1996. So where's she been? What's going on? Um, so anyway, back in 96, she has an argument with her husband and says, you know, fuck you. I'm going out and going to the bar. Um, she goes with a bunch of friends and she's kind of like bar hopping and goes to the Blue Water Saloon. Again, the Blue Water Saloon. Bartender. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck on the bartender. That's my conspiracy theory. Contact us if you are that bartender because we need to hear your story on this shit. So anyway, um, while she's there, or I don't know, maybe Jesse Ray's with her. They've been friends for a few years. So I don't know if Jesse Ray's bar hopping with her. Like Jesse Ray is a fucking biker bitch, and she's loud mouth and cusses, and I can't relate to cursing because I don't do that. You but you are so true. <laughs> but she's you know uh, you know they play in pool and ride motorcycles and you know doing drugs and shit like that. So anyway, um, Kelly says she has a beer. She goes to take a friend home. She comes back and um, she swears that she still, you know, got that beer and she's having another beer. And at that point, she's saying that she was apparently drugged by Jesse Ray. They're leaving the bar when Jesse Ray bonks her over the fucking head and takes her back to her father's house. Hello, accomplice. Mm. So... Um, and, and her husband has even called the police to report her missing. You know, they just got married. They had a little fight. And now she's gone, you know. So even though the, the, the husband has reported her missing, apparently she may have had a little bit of um, drug use in her past, possibly. So, you know, who knows what he's thinking, but he still reports her missing, you know, regardless so uh, there's not much the cops can do. She's grown. People come and go from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Apparently a whole fucking bunch. You're listening to the Babylon Betty's podcast. Sit back, relax, and let's, let's have, have a fucking dinner party. party. So Jesse Ray and David Ray torture this poor woman for three days in the toy box and then they try to kill her. A couple of documentaries are back and forth about that because she had a slit on her throat. And one documentary says that he dropped her off on the side of the road. Another one said that he actually, using his state park status, said that uh, I found her wandering around the beach. And, you know, because he's the fucking good Samaritan state park worker, you know. I found her wandering around the beach. And so I took her back to my house for a couple of days to let her sober up. And it's, one documentary says that he was the one that even took her back to her in-law's house. Mm. He's got, like, this 
official uniform and shit. He's got this truck, you know, he's probably got a name badge type deal, you know, so um, he he leaves her there with her in-laws and her new husband. She's wearing the same clothes. She's bruised up. Her throat's cut. She's, you know, talking all kinds of crazy shit. So, you know, basically the ramblings of a, a drug addict on a bender. So what do you think they're going to think? She's an addict. Yeah, she's been out. She's been fucking cheating on him. Who the fuck knows what they were thinking? And um, she's trying to tell them... I really don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened to me in the last few days. I I can't even begin. And she's still probably still on the drugs and maybe slurring her words and, you know, acting like a crazy person, you know. And uh, so, of course, they don't believe her. And uh, she doesn't report to law enforcement. Because she doesn't know what the fuck really she happened. Has, and, and, that's, and then... The the man that she swore that you would love till the end of time, till death do you part, is looking at you like you're a fucking crazy addict. What the fuck? Well, the last thing you were doing was, you know, hanging out with a bunch of friends in a bar and you don't know what happened and you have a past and maybe I'm just losing my fucking mind. I'm not not calling the cops, and of course my husband doesn't believe me. Why are the cops going to believe me? You know, that's basically what she said in one of the documentaries. There, nobody's going to believe me, so fuck it. So her husband files for divorce, and she moves back to Colorado. So that happened in 96. Mm-hmm. The investigation's in 99. The mother-in-law's the one that's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and she's the one that called and said, I recognize that tattoo. What? what? So what the fuck are her parents? Or no, not her parents. His parents. His parents. But, I mean, you got to think devil's advocate they want what's best for their baby boy i get it and they were probably saying you can do so much better than this. jared you've got so much going for you honey his name was jared garrett <laughs> no. oh oh my god i didn't even think about that <laughs> i just called him jared garrett that's horrible if it is you're a fucking douche jared garrett and so is your mom and so is your dad just so you know so anyway, they don't they don't fucking believe her. He files for divorce and she fucks off to Colorado. Where'd she go? Colorado. So the the investigations happened in ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Her abduction happened in ninety six. So she has no fucking clue after her husband divorced her. She doesn't know what's going on. She's having Please these. Please tell weird... me it was the cops that called her, not her fucking ex mother in law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um so from ninety six to ninety nine she has nightmares. She has flashbacks. She has PTSD. Mm-hmm. Can't figure out why she keeps seeing herself strapped to a table or a knife held to her throat. She she probably legitimately thought she was going fucking nuts. My husband divorced me. Did I use drugs and just forgot about it? Yeah. What the fuck is my life right now? So at about that time, in 99, the cops contacted her, start telling her about it. She probably watches the tape. I bet that was fucking hard as shit. And everything starts coming back everything starts coming back she's remembering she's going yeah this this is this is it this is what happened to me there's these dildos there's these clamps there's these electrodes all this fucking shit so now they have three victims three alive victims that's come forward Mm -hmm. and the fbi starts questioning cindy fucking handy 
and she starts spilling the beans, just ratting everybody out, telling everybody everything. Like, he did this, she did this, he did this. So he's saying that, she's saying that David Ray told her of at least 14 women that he had murdered and dumped their bodies mm-hmm. in maybe the desert, maybe the lake, whatever. Um, but now she's also saying that Jesse Ray and Roy Yancey killed Marie Parker. That's how all that shit come about with Marie. Mm. Is Cindy started spilling the beans. So all of this is going on during questioning, investigation. Scared of shit. Like not standing up for Cindy because, you know. But she's probably scared as shit. Oh yeah. Because she's a selfish fucking well, masochistic piece of shit. I will say I did read something a minute ago when we had a a little technical difficulty, and that might have been why we had technical difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Cindy herself was abused as a child, and she came forward at the age of 11 and told her family, and nobody believed her. So I'm not defending Cindy but Cindy herself was an, a victim of abuse, so she had some deep-seated trauma herself and probably led into the fucked-up cycle. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it does, but we know tons of people that have suffered similar traumas and have overcome those traumas and have become good human beings that but don't they capture may have fucking also people. had good support systems along the way. Yeah, that's true. You that's roll your eyes true. and you're like, err... <laughs> She's a piece of shit, though. I'm not saying she's not, but I'm just saying that there's a little backstory to why she may be as fucked up as she is. As there usually is. Like, the I don't know the David extent Ray. of her, her, her abuse either, but, you know. Well, and that was kind of why I went into David Ray's background, you know, because every fucking crazy, fucked up person, I feel like has has 90% of the time has a good traumatic reason not a good reason i don't want to say a good reason to murder somebody but they've been fucked up whether like we were talking about earlier with head trauma or you know bad uh drinking while you're pregnant doing drugs while you're pregnant maternal bonding that didn't happen all that shit that leads into people being fucked up yeah anyway you know they're rolling over on each other at this time but jesse ray his daughter is denying any of this shit and she's like uh, you know, you got no bodies. There's no murder charges. What the fuck? You got nothing on me. Ha, hey, Kappa, you got nothing on me, Kappa. Now on with the charges and the trial. Roy Yancey, the boyfriend, the gigolo, fucking everybody in Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. He pleads guilty of second degree murder. He gets 20 years in prison for mm-hmm. strangling his ex-girlfriend. Um, which As means... He should. Yeah, which means if he got 20 years, he would have gotten out a a few years ago, correct? Yeah. He didn't have a plan in place for, uh, I guess, parole, and um, he was put back in jail, and he is due for release in the year 2021. Uh, So, we'll have to do an update next year. Or no, not next year. Year after, yeah. Which will still be going strong. We'll probably be nice and famous by then and rich, so. Maybe we'll um, do an interview. Yeah. I, I really want to interview with, with, like, Cindy Hendy. Like, what the fuck makes this kind of person this kind of person to help another person torture people like that? Anyway, speaking of Cindy Hendy, she was charged with 25 felonies because of her involvement. But that skank-ass bitch gets a plea deal 
for testifying against David Ray. She was sentenced to 54 years, but she only serves 36 of that, you know, because of the plea deal and shit. And then after a two-year parole, she was released from prison. Guess when? July of 2019. Um, I'm not really sure if she's been in the public eye. I don't know if she's made statements. I don't think she has. Hopefully, she has dropped off the face of the earth and has decided to atone for her sins by serving her community. Hopefully not (laughs) serving her community. Oh, my God. So then there's Jessie fucking Ray, the daddy's girl. Um, She was sentenced to nine years for kidnapping and sexual torture. And thanks to the plea deal struck by her daddy, David Parker Ray, that's why she only got nine years. And, you know, he basically said, you know, I'll, I'll take this. I'll, I'll tell you these things if you give my daughter a plea deal. So thanks, daddy. 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 So anyway, there are going to be three separate trials against David Ray for Cynthia V. Hill, mm-hmm. Angelica Montagna, mm-hmm. and Kelly Garrett. And this is, all of this but is when, fucking when three crazy. three separate trials, I get why. But wouldn't that actually not help the other ones in prosecution, technically? I don't really know how because, that works. Because, I mean, if you think about it, they might not be allowed to mention the other cases while they're doing this case to compare and do similarities between the cases. Yeah, I don't know. And also, it was the late 90s and Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, rural courtroom. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows why they do what they do? Judicial system calling you out, motherfucker. I'm watching you. He's got the three trials. Cynthia V. Hill, Angelica Montano, and Kelly Garrett. Cindy Hendy testifies against him for some bullshit plea deals. V. Hill's first trial ends in a mistrial. Okay. You know why? Why? Get this shit. Sometimes juries have a hard time believing a victim. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. And it pisses me off. I'm not going to go off on it again, but it's a thing. So what the fuck? Juries, get your shit together. Believe victims. So there's a retrial. And then he's convicted on 12 counts of like kidnapping, torture, rape, and sodomy, and all this other shit. And that's that. I don't know what he was sentenced to for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the second trial. Angelica Montano. Mm-hmm. This poor lady dies. Before her trial. How? Um, I think it was heart failure due to complications of pneumonia. Oh. She dies in the hospital. Victim number two, done. <laughs> so, so sad. I mean, just imagine going through all this shit and coming forward and then you get sick and you die. You know, I, it's, it's so fucking sad. So, anyway, the DA decides to go forward with the charges on Montano's behalf. Mm-hmm. So, the trial goes on. But, Jesse Ray, as all this shit's coming out, she's being implicated in a lot more shit. Not just a little bit of helping, but possibly a little bit of murder. A little bit of disposal. A little bit of rape. A little bit of torture. A well, little I bit mean- of shit. As she should be charged. Yeah. I mean, if she was there for it, which it sounds like she was there for it, I don't know what kind of situation you got with your dad where it's like, hell, hell yeah, 
Let's uh, pierce this girl's anus with a sharp dildo. That sounds like great fun, Dad. Happy Thanksgiving. Pass the gravy. This is fucking weird. I feel like it Horrible. would be like mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> So, since prosecutors are closing in on Jesse Ray, Mm -hmm. David Ray, daddy, decides decides to take a plea deal for a lighter sentence on his goddamn daughter. So, his sentence was for 224 years, but before he goes to trial for the third time for Kelly Garrett, he dies of a fucking heart attack. Illuminati. Illuminati. Maybe not Illuminati, but who, who Epstein knows? Epstein did it. Epstein did it. Epstein had him suicided with a heart attack. I believe it. I don't think suicided. I think maybe he was injected and it caused a heart attack. Oh, I guess that's not the term for suicide, yes. is it? <laughs> uh, I'm so glad we, we kind of pieced this out like we did because it's a lot of heavy shit and it's a lot of timelines and a lot of weird shit but it's just it's just strange i mean he was an older gentleman so maybe he did die of a heart attack but no i mean if you're i go with the conspiracy theory a on constant this constant flow of women being sex trafficked but you his know house. i'm i'm looking at the fbi um artifacts right now and oh. sadly very sadly a lot of this is just some basic costume jewelry pieces yeah. yep. that I mean, there are some um, actual name tags. Yeah, yeah. um, Of people, like I saw Jay Watson on there. I also seen some military insignia. And the the saddest thing I've seen so far, I mean, it's all sad. But the saddest thing I've seen so far is a size small underoos. Yeah, yeah, the fucking underoos, dude. What, What the actual fuck? You've yeah. got to go on this website and look at the shit that's left over. It's little charms or earrings or pendants. Like or, the, the everyday little guardian angel that everybody's grandma wore type Very shit. run-of-the-mill type jewelry. but And I think I even own like one piece that's very similar to what I've seen on here. But it yeah, it's, it's very, it's sad because it's not anything. There's a couple of pieces that might be like a custom piece or something that might someone might be able to identify but everything else is just a basic run-of-the-mill charm pendant type deal um but you never know what's going to jog somebody's memory and and think you know i was in the area and i was doing a lot of heroin at the time but you know i blacked out for a couple of days but was that the heroin and then i see my underoos Nah, they're size small, two to four, so they're a Yeah, that's boys. weird. That's There's weird. There's little boys. Yes. Those are not adults. And then, like, even the military insignia and the rank pins and stuff like that, um, it, the way it looks is... It's it's pretty, it's, it's pretty heavy. It's like 400 pieces. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. Of unclaimed stuff like w scott you're somewhere out there and and then or maybe not or somewhere maybe out not. there your family's somewhere or out there money you just clip, went missing a money in truth clip with the initials mlt yeah so that right there kind of lets you know it wasn't just only females that were targeted that had to be it's scary it's scary to know that you know they're thinking like 60 but who 
who the fuck knows. He had access to so much land, so much lake. Just and you know they when they were searching they found bones in the in the yard but they were this, all animal this bones. This military stuff they were actually wearing their one of their dress uniforms. Really? Because there's ribbons that they wear on their dress uniforms. That's crazy. If any of this jogs your memory, contact the FBI. Look at the website if you think you were in the area. It's it's very and even if if not you know it's very interesting. Um, but it's also very sad that a lot of these people and a lot of this generic jewelry may, may not, never get claimed. Yeah, it's never going to get claimed. Anyway, he he fucking dies of a heart attack. That was in 2002. Mm-hmm. So these trials have been going on for, you know, 99 to 2002. Um, so he's also suspected of killing his business partner, Billy Bowers, back in 98, um, thanks to Cindy Hendy still spilling the beans because she's a stupid skank and can't keep her mouth shut. And thank God she's a stupid skank because none of this would have happened. Or I guess it may not have came out if she wasn't such mm-hmm. a stupid skank and, and let Cynthia V. Hill get away. Um, so Billy Bowers was, um, I think they were like painting cars together or some shit like that. Um, he was actually had gone missing in 98, but his body was actually found in the lake in 99. However, they didn't know it was his body. They thought it was a John Doe. You know, nobody claimed his body. I mean, his, his family was looking for him, but never actually, never actually made the connection. So... When Cindy Hendy starts spilling the beans about this shit, they're like, holy shit, the John Doe that we found might actually be Billy Bowers. So they exhume him and dental records show that that is who it is. That is exactly who it is. And Cindy Hendy made that connection again, you stupid fucking skanky bitch. Thank you. And he also said that that's how he learned to, I think I may have talked to you about it earlier on. He learned to eviscerate the bodies and clean out their guts and put rocks in them. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So they sink to the bottom of the lake. That, I mean, how many times have you done this to professionalize to this level of knowing, oh, I can't have that floating to the top. I've got to put rocks in it and take the guts out. Oh, everybody knows that. You've gotten to procedural type steps means that you have done it enough times to have had some to develop to a procedure. Develop. Ha- yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so many victims possibly. So in 2002, they actually opened the toy box to the media in the hopes that the video footage might jog somebody's memory. That's a fucking horrible way to find out, you know, where that, two weeks went when you went on vacation to truth or consequences and you go, Oh shit, I just saw this on the internet. So, and you can find them all over the internet, the inside Mm -hmm. of the toy box, um, all the implements. It's not really the best, um, resolution of images. Maybe um, that's why the art sketch. And who knows? Maybe. And I really didn't Google like the drawings. I don't know if you can access that kind of stuff. I guess it's uh, FBI evidence. But anyway, I wanted to kind of describe to you what was in the toy box, what kind of, you know, shit they had and the signage and, you know, that makes me go, this happens so many times. There are procedures in place. There are rules. There are security measures. Well, in case anybody wants to go visit Truth or Consequences, uh, New Mexico, it's a... Don't do it! Don't do it! $61 average for a hotel room. Oh. 
Um, it has a population of 6,475 people. And that was in 2010. Half of them are on meth. Elevation, 4,245 feet. Huh. Just let anybody know if they want to go visit. Don't go to the Blue Water Saloon. I'm sorry. I shouldn't put down their business in case it's still open. You know, I don't want to. I mean, it was a bartender. Of, it was a lot of weird shit happening in your bar. And how did somebody not notice that shit? I'm just putting that out there. So <laughs> anyway, it was the bartender. You can find the videos and the pictures of the inside of the toy box. Um, it's a white cargo trailer, you know, like a band would pull behind them. Uh, storing all their shit in. It's about 20 feet long, maybe 7 feet across or something. Maybe 10 feet across. No, 7, maybe. Um, it cost about $100,000 to buy this trailer. And he and, lived in a shitty-ass single And he one. lived in a shitty-ass single-wide trailer. But not only did he have to use that money to buy the trailer, but he had to furnish it. You know, like fucking Ikea from hell. <laughs> I also uh, just read something very quickly. Yeah. That he made a lot of his own gadgets in the toy box. Yeah, it's a lot of weird homemade shit. Scary, scary homemade shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like an Etsy from hell. So, or the Ikea from hell. Ikea meets Etsy from hell. (laughs) It's all from hell. I Um, enjoy Ikea, so don't. don't. I'm not not saying anything bad about them. It's it's like if you went... If you went to hell because you were bad and you had to go shopping to furnish your new hell house, you have to go shop for, you know, spiky chairs and very large dildos and implements that burn your nipples and electro shock uh, nodules for your balls. Ikea from hell, you know, Mm. you put that on your registry for death. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Are you? Yeah, yeah, no, yes, I am. We're a professional podcast and all, so I didn't mean to do that. But we do drink, so I do have a little bit of gas. Anyway, cargo trailer is equipped with top-notch, top-notch security soundproofing. Nobody's going to hear you. You're out in the middle of nowhere, first of all, so nobody's going to hear you. But, you know, they want to make sure. They got cameras watching you. They got you strapped down. They got protocols in place for locking doors and locking you down and all this other shit and it tells other people what to do it gives other people fucking instructions on how to make sure that this slave is not going to break loose so there were even cute little signs in there that said shit like i'm rather busy piss off Mm. bondage room the lure of satanism and satan's den and so these were all signage yeah, like uh, one of them was like a wood burn looking one. One of them, it, it was just uh, maybe handwritten. One of Did them he was drive maybe a truck by any chance, so he could just move this trailer where he. Wanted I don't think to? so, but I okay. think that was probably the premise in putting it in a mobile trailer. The trailer is that if if they had enough time and they, they knew and that go. a victim had escaped or had got their memories, I could take this trailer to any of this 40,000-acre state park, and nobody would think anything of it. And there's all the evidence. Nope, there's nothing going on here, officer. No strange trailer that these ladies speak of. It's not here. I don't know what you're talking about. We're just mm. trying to do meth and have anal sex with my daughter. Um, and dog. 
Yeah. So anyway, with the kind of signs about Satanism and Satan's den and yada yada, that's kind of something that they go off on about, about, you know, he claimed to be a Satanist. And that opens up a whole nother branch of conspiracy theories associated with missing people, the sex trade and the occult and having to, you know, maybe need bodies for rituals and shit or, you know, orgies that uh occults perform and then we brainwash you and set you out and you know like i said as many victims as they were taken and as many protocols that he had in place to make sure that other people knew how this shit worked there were other people involved there were definitely and i can't imagine it just being the three of them the only ones involved when he talks about his friends when he talks about their hang-ups and their fetishes and shit. It's more than just three people that had something to do with this shit. Mm-hmm. It has um, to be. Yeah. So there were instructions pinned to the wall basically about how to properly secure a slave and, you know, like security procedures and protocol and shit. Yeah. Um, there was a gynecological chair with straps um, mounted to the ceiling above the chair was a mirror so that the victim could see everything that was being done to them. They could feel the pain and they could see why they felt that pain. Um, there are huge dildos everywhere. Dildos with spikes. Dildos with unhumanly girth. It, uh, dildos that were super long. Just horrible looking implements of just weird uh, things. You can't really tell what some of the shit is. There's leg spreaders. There's whips. There's clamps, there's straps, there's electrodes hanging from the ceiling with these clamps. There's even a small stove, like a countertop little, you know, stovetop deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's they use that to heat up their implements of torture for burning and shit. And then yeah. there's counters and a cabinet and a wall organizer full of all these implements. And there are surgical gloves and what looks like a first aid kit. Like, probably has a suture. So, very, like, saw. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But they've got the stuff, it looks like, to, if you have an injury, to to help make it better. You know, if you need stitches, we're going to put that in you before we brainwash you and send you back out into the desert to wonder what the fuck just happened to you. There's also, posted on the walls, like, various pictures of women in states of bondage there's there's actual pictures and there's drawings uh-huh. um people being gagged people you know being tortured and people crying because of all the pain and shit there were also robes hung up in the back of it you know for a satanic ritual i don't maybe. know or maybe that's the robe that they you know after they took a bath they put that on them who the really who the fuck knows who knows it could have been to conceal the face of someone that paid really good fucking money to torture a woman almost to death. Exactly. Exactly. Rich and powerful. So, but again, we have no bodies, so we don't know. And maybe some of those bodies didn't end up dead. Maybe they went on and down the road with their with their masters, Epstein. Mm. Um, and that's kind of one of the... Illuminati. <laughs> And I still don't know about Illuminati, but, you know, rich and powerful people still have sexual hang-ups just like a weird skanky bitch that lives in a trailer. And they can pay good money to have these sexual hang-ups, but keep it covered up. The skanky bitch in the trailer park may not care to keep it covered up as much, but this senator 
or, you know, whatever, because, you know, like I talked about in that first episode, there's some shit with the governor and Epstein lived close by, yada, yada, yada. I don't know how true any of that is, but I think that as many victims may have been involved, there may have been way more accomplices also involved. The thing about the robes is there is a clipboard hanging next to the robes. Uh huh. All right. I need to, I need to take a sip of this beer because these numbers kind of are confusing and make me think that there are way more victims. And hold on. Uh, we good? Yeah. Okay. So there's this clipboard hanging next to the robes and it says kidnap date. I'm going it, to, it is, it's got like these notch marks in it. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like notches. So February 7th, 1994. Uh-huh. 27 notch marks. Then again, the notch marks start over at April 16th, 1994. So that's 27 up until April 16th. Starts over with more notches. 33 notches that go until July the 3rd, 1994. Then there are 28 more notches until September the 9th, 1994. This is a longer span of time. So there are 41 notches Uh that go until March 6th, 1995. Uh-huh. And I kind of, I did do the math. It does add up that there are enough days in the month to accommodate these numbers. Uh, we leave March 6th, 1995 with mm-hmm. 33. And then May 8th, 1995, 53. Until you get to June 10th, 1995. Then there's 32. Mm-hmm. I have not added all these up. August 4th, 95, 42 notches. September the 25th, 95. 33 notches up until November the 15th, 95. 39 notches. January 27th, 96. 51. March the 2nd, 96. 38. May the 7th of 96. 32. July the 3rd of 96. 38. October the 4th of 96. 48. March the 16th of 97. 46. September the 23rd of 97. 33. Now, not only does that make me think that maybe there's more victims, but not only did he notch the victims that he had, but maybe possibly clients, maybe possibly the times that one person was assaulted by either That's him. what I was thinking. Like maybe yeah. those are Here's not notch victim notches, yeah. but maybe those are times that they used up the victim. Yes. Here's, this was my notch. This is Cindy's notch. This is Yancey's notch. This is Epstein's notch. This is the governor's notch. Like each time state they assaulted. State trooper's notch. State trooper's notch. And the owner of the Blue Water Saloon's notch. Maybe not the owner, but the bartender. Who? Who the, the, who the fuck knows? The bartender. So I feel like it was more, it made me think at first that there were more victims, but then it made me think that it was more of a how many times they assaulted. Each person assaulted one victim or the next victim. You can't really differentiate between the victims, but it's how many times that person was used up, like you said. So um, not only is... 
the the notches kind of cluing me in onto maybe there were more victims, but also there were maybe more clients or friends of mm-hmm. his sex party, you know, like candlelight. <laughs> what is yeah. that? Those fucking people that sell the candles. <laughs> A candlelight party. Um <laughs> Avon calling <laughs> Uh, Senses. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, there's only be supposed to be a, a handful of people that know about this place. You know, David Parker Ray, Cindy Hendy, Jesse Ray, Roy Yancey. But it seems like, you know, they would know the kind of shit that I'm about to tell you. They would know the procedure. They would know the protocol mm-hmm. for tying their victim up. They would know when to let them out, when to feed them, that kind of shit. Um, so, that's why I think people may have been paying money to come and abuse these women. Other people okay. were in on the situation. That's why there's these security measures in place. That's why these instructions are in place. That's why those drawings are there to show you how to strap that victim up, how to tie that victim down properly so that they don't escape, how to lock the door properly behind you once you leave, that kind of shit. The FBI agrees that there are probably more victims and there are probably more people that are included in these crimes. This is one of the picture one of the things he had printed out or written on his wall and it basically is a warning to other people telling them what their victims going to try to do to get out of this fucking situation. I just imagine people saying all this shit to try to get out of here. Remember, a woman will do or say anything to get loose. They will kick, scratch, Offer money, bite, yell, beg, scream, run, offer sex, threaten, lie, wait for opportunity. Standard excuses and sob stories are menstruating, pregnant, venereal diseases, AIDS, sick, kids with a babysitter, have to work, a sick baby, a sick parent, claustrophobia, I'll be missed by my husband or my friend, a bad heart, or can't miss school. Don't let her get to you. If she was worth taking, she is worth keeping, and she must be subjected to hypnosis before the woman can be safely released. Never trust a chained captive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Who are those instructions for? Who? It's not for him. No. He knows. Do you really think it's for Cindy Hindy? She knows. Or Yancey? They know the fucking rules, even though Cindy Hindy's a stupid bitch and she let that one victim go because she was a stupid bitch. We're getting to the end of it now, and um, we kind of did a little bit of a checkup on the victims, uh-huh. Not a, you know, extreme amount of research. Um, I can't really find anything on Kelly Garrett too much. Who the fuck knows? She probably changed her name. Got I that would, tattooed, lasered off. Yeah. I would, too. Who wants to live oh, with that? Would you like an update on the Ele- Elephant Buttes Blue Water Saloon? Yeah. I just did one. Okay. Okay. So, in January 1st of 2000, two Texas men came and... Wanted to start a church, and they put the church in the saloon. It's still a church? Um, I think in 2003, they bought some land across from the post office, and they built them a new building. 
because they had a lot of congregation. But the Blue Water Saloon, from what I saw, is no longer open. Good. And was a church at one point. So, told you the bartender was in on it. See, I had to find out, like, what's going on with this saloon. Too much shit's done happening in this saloon. It can't possibly get business. I got to sell this evidence, this property. I got to get rid of it. And turn it into the house of the Lord. Yeah, nobody's going to search the house of the Lord for evidence. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Praise. Praise be. Because they probably ripped out everything in there and remodeled it completely. I mean, it was covered in AIDS and hookers and meth residue. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. 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 Um, So I kind of wanted to end it with uh, where they're at now, but I really couldn't find anything on Kelly. Um, But Cynthia actually spoke to the media in 2011 about her ordeal. Um, she was trying to get other victims to come forward. She, you know, showed a picture of some stuff. I don't know what it was. Maybe the the toy box itself. I don't remember. Um, you know, just trying to get people to remember if 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 they if they possibly could. She had a, a rough life, as she said in the documentary. Times have been tough. Mm-hmm. Um, she lived on the streets for a little bit. She lived in a hotel. You know, she said that her three sons were her saving grace. They lost everything in that same hotel fire, everything they had, you know. But if you're living in a hotel, you know, shit's bad. Shit's not good for you right now if you're living in a hotel. Uh, So then her oldest son dies with a gunshot wound to the head. It didn't say in, in what I was reading what happened to him, why he had a gunshot wound in the head. I don't know if it was suicide. I don't Uh know if it was murder, whatever. Hours later, she finds out her middle son is a fucking murderer. He's like 14. He He killed the older son? No. Oh. Uh -uh. That's what I thought too when I first saw it. I was like, holy shit, he killed his brother. Holy Jesus, lady, your life. Oh my God. It's horrible. Um, But no, he runs over some guy in in his car. Maybe at fourteen. At fourteen, you don't have a driver's license. He might have been. Permit. He might have been a little bit older. He might have been fifteen. But if you look up his picture on the internet, do basically. I think I did a. Where is Cynthia V Hill now? And her last name is also Jar Jeremy Jeremillo. Yeah, something like that. Jeremillo, Jeremillo, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I'm going with that. Jeremillo, Jeremillo. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, her oldest son's dead and her, her, her middle son's turns out to be a murderer and who knows, I don't know if he's a murderer. He might've just been, apparently it was not a safe place where they lived and these gang people were shouting at him and he ran over a dude. So maybe he felt like, you know, he was defending himself. Who knows? Who knows what the actual deal is? You know, I read it on the internet. It could have been self-defense. I don't know. So she kind of drops off after that and who knows where she is and what she's doing. And and you said that was in 2016 that you saw that documentary video. Yeah. And 2016 is when things went bad with her sons. Yeah, uh, because she founded Street Safe New Mexico in 2010. And it's a volunteer-run new nonprofit um, supporting women living on the streets and who struggle and... Um, are possible uh, subjects for sex trafficking and homelessness and addiction. I hope to God that's what she's still doing. 
I really hope that's a thing that stuck with her and she has a nice, rewarding life after all of the shit that she's been through. Um, I also wanted to cite my sources. Slow Death is a really good book by Jim Fielder. Had some really good information from FBI agents, shit regarding the investigation, um, shit from the trial. It's a really, really good book. I also watched The Toy Box Killer (laughs) by Corrigan Studios on Amazon. It was horrible. (laughs) It had really bad (laughs) reviews. But it was kind of like listening to a boring podcast that had relevant information that you could corroborate with other information that you were getting that was good. So, um, the show Wicked Attraction. Huh? Fact check. Fact check. Yeah. Well, kind of. I don't know. It's the internet. Um, another one. I'm saying the the movie, you could use it as a fact check. Oh, okay. Um, the show Wicked Attraction. Evil in the Desert. I think it was one of those Lifetime or Oxygen or ID channels, uh, shows Wicked Attraction. I feel like I remember it. Um, also a drink and a theory podcast gave me some good information and then kind of took me off on that conspiracy theory tangent Mm -hmm. with the Epstein. It was really entertaining. And then my all time favorite podcast, who I'm going to see this coming up weekend. I'm so excited. Not this weekend. (laughs) The next. next weekend. Yeah. Next weekend. But I'm super fucking excited. Last podcast on the left. Um, but I feel like we did a, a good bit of, I did a good bit of research. And yes, you did. You did a good did. bit of research. No, I didn't do hardly. I you kind of looked into some shit. No, you know, it was good. You it know, was helpful. I just, I just I like peek around about corners. The, I like knowing about the saloon, though. Yeah, it, nice. I just I just looked at random stuff. Nothing yeah. like. It's fun. Yeah. It was still, it added to it, so it doesn't matter. And also, Aww. yeah, heart with heart. our fingers, finger hearts. Oh, Korean heart. Oh, yeah. That's the K-pop. Yeah. Okay, sorry. All right, so uh, we'll wrap it up on that note of uh, go check out the FBI's website, for reals. Yo, I mean, if you were ever in the area, you don't know what happened. There's also, I don't know. I I looked on a map. Um, (laughs) There's like an Air Force base that's close by, so maybe that's where some of that military stuff came from. Also, I want to say that Truth or Consequences, Elephant Butte, but booty um is located close to the rio grande so um that could be a big issue like i mean if you think about immigrants and stuff i didn't even know i didn't he, he could have took some undocumented people and i feel like that's, that's easy prey yeah and Definitely. they will never be no claimed i mean i i hope I don't, I don't, I don't remember what the FBI website said that it's an open investigation. I feel like it's a cold case at this point, but they're still, you know, posting the shit on their website. Flag, flag, flag. That's that's what I think they call it when it's open, but it's oh. inactive, but they don't want to close it. Yeah. So okay. They okay. flag it. That makes sense. Flag. That makes sense. But that that shit's sad to look at. And uh, maybe somebody can recognize some shit. So I felt like I um, entertained and informed and uh, got a little buzz. 
So, yay beer. Yay beer. Yay research. Yay research. Cindy Hindi, you suck. But call us if you want to do an interview. She won't. (laughs) Not the way I've said. (laughs) Hey, she may want to prove herself. Yeah, I feel like she'll call Dateline or some shit. Uh, You know, start small. Start small, Cindy. Start small. Start small. Start local. Tell us why the fuck you're a skanky-ass Because we, ass bitch. we may come to truth or consequences as that's where you are. I don't know if I want to go there. It's actually quite pretty. Yeah, it is. Elephant Butte, supposedly a resort town. Beat. <laughs> Beat. Beat. So, uh, Cindy Because there's a lot of hot springs. Yeah, that was one of the towns, actually, hot springs, that um, maybe one of the victims were from, or maybe Billy Bowers was from, or there was something about hot springs. I don't remember. But uh, Cindy Hindi, find us on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Find us on Twitter. Yeah. And also find us on... um... Nothing else. Oh. (laughs) We're very sad. Sorry. I I got distracted again. We're a baby podcast. I, I I was trying to find out. I wanted to double check if it meant the Rio Grande River... Or if it meant, like, I might have been completely Girl, wrong Girl, that's that. the Rio Grande. Rio Grande. Rio, <laughs> Rio Grande. Nacho Grande. <laughs> potato chips. I I think I might have been completely wrong on that. So, um, yeah, okay. scratch that from the record. Or that's okay. I can't really tell because these maps are so confusing. Just give, me, just give me a regular map and show me the river lines. Jesus. It's probably the CIA in, infiltrating your computer so that you can't look that information up and implicate powerful people in the United States for sex trafficking and torture and rape well, at the hands I will say of, truth or consequences to El Paso, which we all know El Paso is on the border, yeah. is about an hour and 46 minutes. So it is possible some of his victims may yeah. have been immigrants, and that yeah. would have been right up easy. their alley. Easy, easy, easy pickings. No right doubt. up their alley. Yeah. So um, that was a good show. And it was yes. a longer show. Like us, love us, whatever, love us. you know. We're here. Follow at us. Babbling Betty's. Babbling Betty's. Babbling Betty's. And uh we'll catch you next time with conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's what you yeah, told me. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we're gonna um yeah, do a conspiracy theory. Where I'm going with it, I'm not quite sure yet. That's okay. I'm getting Frank's help. I'm so. down for a fucking conspiracy theory. As you can tell in this episode, I'm like, All there right. are more people involved. There are more victims. There are powerful people. There are governors. There are presidents. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.